Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Monday was a, a bit of a day off, I guess, in NFL free agency. We had a couple of wide receiver signings that we'll talk about, but we've got a big show for you today on Fantasy Football Today because we have a great guest. That is Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers. Mike's going to give us uh, his thoughts on free agency, and I have a surprise segment for Mike. So that is always, oh, yeah, always surprise your guests. Don't let them prepare. Yeah. That's hosting 101 right there. What's up, Mike? What's going on, man? I appreciate the invite. Two-time, two-time champion now of this show. That's right. Yes, and Jamie is like a 500, uh, I don't even know more than that. You think you've been on 1,000 shows, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, Easy. Man, you got, yeah, at least. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. Probably. Oh yeah, but yet again, I'm here and there's no Dave. So I, I think, <laughs> look, once, okay, twice. There's, this is a trend. It's past his bedtime. It's eight o'clock right now. <laughs> Mike, uh, I have to, I have to ask you a question. Just uh, coming off the show that we did last night, is it okay to have a poster stop in your room <laughs> at any point in any age of a movie that you never saw? No, I didn't. Come on, you never, 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 never have seen in completion. Yeah, you've never seen the movie, and you're repping the poster behind you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's egregious. Yeah, what I are know. you doing? I know. I know. I know. Yeah, it was Pulp Fiction. What was, what was the movie? Pulp, Pulp Fiction. You've no, you're I have. Gracious. I just I've never seen it start to finish. I've never seen it start to finish. You know, I'm sure this was quite a discussion, so I'll let it go. But that is. That was horrifying. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Well, Mike, you can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at FFHitman. Also, of course, listen to the Fantasy Footballers podcast. And the 2021 Ultimate Draft Kit is available now on their website. What do we get with the Draft Kit? So the Draft Kit is, uh, it launches on June 1st. You know, all the rankings, sleepers, break us, the usual stuff. Uh, and our consent, or uh, not consent, the consensus rankings are in there. But the uh, consistency, you know, looking at, how how good was a player actually on a week to week basis? That's a that's we we stress the holistic approach. Don't just fall in love with, you know, player X finished at wide receiver six. You're like, okay, well, did he was he actually good and a bunch of other stuff? And we have actually we've jumped into the dynasty game, so the UDK Plus is available, and you can get into to dynasty content right now. Great, all right, check it out on the website. That's awesome. And Mike, first question for you. How is your bracket doing? Oh, I didn't make one, suckers. <laughs> oh, so it's man. doing great. Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> but I've, I've else, been following well. it. Apparently, it really has been March Madness this year. It really has. It has been awesome. And we have, what, about 800 people in our in our pool, Ben? Something like that? 890. Yeah, we're at 890. All this right. morning, Heath was in second place. I don't know about what? now. No, he's Ooh. not. I'm in 150th place, 148th. That's not that bad. And I have a terrible bracket. So, yeah, it has been fun. Okay, second question. 
Is Chase Edmonds going to be the starting running back for the Cardinals this year? Nope. <laughs> nope. He's not. He he'll be involved. He he'll probably be more involved than last year. I don't. I still don't know if it's. Uh, they're going to bring in one of these, the remaining free agents. I don't know if they'll draft a guy. The, the Cardinals don't really have a bunch of draft capital anymore. I mean, they just sent their third off for Rodney Hudson, and they're they're missing some other stuff as well. Uh, but it, it just it feels like Cliff and the squad over here are not willing to turn it over and give, uh, at least not give Chase the the Drake level of work. Like I said, bump it up to be more of a 50-50 timeshare, but I don't I can't foresee that Edmonds will actually be the dude. Okay. What do you think the best case scenario is of the free agents? Connor at this point? Oh man. Like, I the was worst really... thing would be Todd Gurley. Yeah, well, well, Todd Gurley would be best case scenario for Chase Edmonds because it's just Yeah, oh yeah, in that case, know, yes. Like I I think Gurley's he is a, a victim of the NFL. I was really hoping it was going to be Jamal Williams. I thought Jamal coming down here uh, would be perfect, and but unfortunately, he had to go. I was, I was hoping once, the, once he signed, it was Lindsey. Yeah, yeah, we we were pulling for Lindsey as well. I mean, we we are really running out of of names of 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 any actual note and value. Yeah, so it's interesting. I because. You said that in, he's out in Arizona. That's why I asked Mike this question in particular. Uh, he's got a Phoenix Suns hat on if you're watching on YouTube. Um, That's right. But uh, it seemed like Cliff Kingsbury is at least saying that that he could do that he could pull it off. The Chase Edmonds could be the starter. You're not really buying that. Like, don't listen. Don't no, listen to no. Cliff. Okay. <laughs> do not listen. I mean, there even uh, before free agency was like kind of opening up. Mike Davis was a name that was being floated around here. Uh, so I, I think if Davis comes in, it would be a a uh, pretty one-two punch as well, and then like low key, I don't know how Adam's gonna feel about this, but but low key, if Wayne Gallman came oh. here and was paired with Chase Edmonds, pay her, uh, give him on the cheap. As a Cardinal fan, look, I've, I'd be fine with it. The Gallman, uh, yeah. So, do you think that that's a that's a superhero for him? By the way, Wayne Gallman, yeah, well, Gallman. Gallman. Oh, gall man. Yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. He makes so, a face. There's a whole stick. It's, 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 it's just. I guess the question is like, we're do very, you... we're very, uh, we're very high end here. Uh, yeah, that's, I that, love it. that's the level of our production. Um, <laughs> our last question on Edmonds. Do you think he'll have a bigger role in 2021 than he had in 2020? Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely think it'll be a bigger role. He'll, but it will be, it'll be frustrating every once in a while. You'll think you had the guy. And then the next game, it'll be disappointing for you. That that week nine game against Miami, man, is going to bother a lot of people. You know, 25 <laughs> carries, 70 yards. Like, that's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bust. All right. So let's talk about free agency. Give me your biggest winner in NFL free agency. So, man, we, we just did our another uh, footballers talking free agency of like, it's been kind of you know we're boring and not it hasn't been very spicy like honestly the biggest winner is Aaron Jones of getting a contract of pretty substantial value like he's he got enough money that when he's done he'll he'll be paid nicely and his fantasy value is fully intact that he's going to be a top five running back his passing work is probably going to go up with Jamal Williams out of town so like biggest winner to me is Aaron Jones if you want to talk about uh, someone who's like 
the, the the scenario around him changed drastically, my biggest winner would be Terry McLaurin. As you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is the fantasy football superstar. Fantasy football players love Ryan Fitzpatrick, and for good reason. I mean, like the dude's got swag levels that are just <laughs> immeasurable, and he's willing to go down the field. We don't have Alex Smith. Uh, what checking it down to JD McKissick 15 times a freaking game. We have someone who will actually stretch the field. And on top of that, now he's got Curtis Samuel. He has an actual real high level number two on the other side. So you, you get those two guys and Antonio Gibson with a, like, I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick's elite. He's, he's, he's not an elite quarterback or he would be able to hold on to a job from, for more than a year and a half, but he's good for fantasy football. So, person who like this scenario has really changed it's it's terry for me jamie it's interesting people have different uh views on adding that second wide receiver let me throw it back to mike actually to make more sense <laughs> um why I'm is it not time that's okay why is it not bad i guess <laughs> for mclaurin that they added curtis samuel mclaurin had a 24 percent target share last year so you think he's a winner even though I, the quarterback yeah. upgrade's huge but you're not concerned right. about the samuel edition no, I mean, I think he can still sustain that 22 to 25% target share. Like Curtis Samuel's not going to come in and steal that away. They were, they were still throwing to other players, but I'm, I'm a big believer in the better offense. I, I want, and especially when a team has like two main options. I know Logan Thomas is there, and Logan Thomas is, is getting disrespected incredibly over this offseason for what he did last year and what he could continue to do. But now you have two main guys, right? You you don't have three. You don't have the dreaded four. Uh, so just the, the fact that the offense is better, more scoring opportunities, a defense has to respect Curtis Samuel. If you look back where the, the way that Ron Rivera used Curtis Samuel was not really like he was Samuel was used last year during the breakout. He was the nine route guy. He was the guy who was always stretching the field so Kyle Allen could miss him, underthrow him, <laughs> overthrow him, and we all just freak out and get really mad every single week. But there's another field stretcher. So the, the fact that the, the not you can't focus all your attention on shutting down Terry McLaurin and that the Washington's going to score more points and Washington's going to be really really fun and I think they're going to they're going to dominate the NFC East. Oh, come on. I'm sorry they are. <laughs> <laughs> You know they are. I think the thing you got to look at is, you know, in terms of where McLaurin's targets should come from, um, and Curtis Samuel's probably more important where his targets come from, you know, they allowed the four quarterbacks they had last year to throw 601 times, you know, and, and Fitzpatrick mm -hmm. at this point, even though he's clearly at the tail end of his career, Alex Smith was coming off a broken leg and missing all that time. We know what Dwayne Haskins was, um, you know, Taylor Heineke and all, all the, the stuff that he's gone through, and then Kyle Allen for the time that he played. So if they're somewhere in the neighborhood of 550 or above, which I think is probably the case, um, knowing that they'll, they'll probably trust Fitzpatrick a little bit more, as crazy that, as that sounds, um, that, you know, we talked about this. I'm sure you guys have as well, Mike, that, you know, Fitzpatrick's track record from Stevie Johnson to Brandon Marshall to Devontae yes. Parker, you know, to whenever he's had a guy, he's focused and featured that guy. And Terry McLaurin is in that stratosphere of guys that he's, thrown to you know so in some cases better in some cases on par so i i think you know samuel will get his opportunities but mclaurin uh i, I don't know where you have him ranked mike he's he's around seven for me 
Um, oh, nice. Of, of format. I think he's got top 10 upside. So, so high. At, at so high. Uh, Terry McLaurin's got the ability. And you, like, you can look at Ryan Fitzpatrick and Alex Smith last year. They, they threw the ball almost identical, 267 attempts and 252 attempts. But look how much better Ryan Fitzpatrick was. Almost 30 more, or more than 30 more first downs, a yards per attempt, multiple yards higher than Alex Smith. Like, this is big time for Terry and I who knows like fingers crossed maybe we get a situation where we got uh we got the Brandon Marshall Eric Decker uh situation from the Jets where you just you have two really high level fantasy wide receivers yeah and the other the other thing is is like you know I I know you said Logan Thomas getting disrespected um Fitzpatrick just doesn't have that track record with tight ends you know he had the one year in Buffalo with Scott Chandler he had Gusecki um, you know, th- those guys, you know, probably Thomas is in between, I would say in terms of, you know, talent and skill level. Um, but he doesn't throw to his running backs the same way, like Alex yep. Smith does by any stretch, you know? So that's where I think Curtis Samuel wins is, you know, a- a- as we've said time and time again, um, they didn't have a second receiver wide receiver with more than 48 targets. That is double, you know, is where Curtis Samuel should live at least. Okay, who's your biggest loser in free agency? McLaurin, your big winner. Who's your biggest loser in free agency, Mike? Oh, man, that's that let's see here. My biggest loser so far. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I I just had to run through the list really quick. Uh Josh Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kenyon Drake. Like, I wish I could come in with a hot take and be like, wow, no one's looking at it from this angle, except Josh Jacobs was a running back one. And now, when are you even going to draft Josh Jacobs? Like, are you going to draft him in the fourth and and be happy? Because if you draft him in the fourth, you're bypassing really high-level wide receivers for a for a guy that just saw his backup get, what was it, 11 million guaranteed? And meanwhile, three-fifths of the starting offensive line are gone? Like, what are the what are the Raiders doing? This is, this is buffoonery in Las Vegas. I think that's the consensus big loser is the Raiders backfield. Yes. So I just and I, we're right. I'm we're all ta- right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to just point something out. I love giving right. this this statistic. Uh, you think Washington's going to win the NFC East? That is correct. Yeah. You know the last time a team won the NFC East back to back years? I don't care. Yeah. Well, it was almost <laughs> back when the Cardinals were in it. It was 2004. Oh. Okay. So it never happens. It was Donovan McNabb. They won it three years in a row, 2002, three, and four. Hasn't happened since then. Whoever you think is going to win the NFC East, do not bet on that team because it's not going to happen. You are welcome, Mike. Now, now I, I know they made the playoffs, but did. Like, did it feel like Washington actually won the division last year? I feel like there's, you got a, an outlier situation where maybe they didn't really win it. Everybody else just lost it. That's actually a pretty good point. All right, I can, I can jump on board with that. Uh, listen, everybody, the madness is underway. You may be wondering, how do I actually watch all these games? What's on CBS? What's not on CBS? Where's Duke? They're not there. Relax, though. It's easy. Go to the CBS Sports app on your connected TV or phone, and from there you'll see every tournament game available to watch whether it's on CBS or March Madness Live. Think of it like a gateway to all the action. So download the CBS Sports app right now. Never miss a minute of the NCAA tournament. All right, here's our surprise segment. Yes. It's called Mike's Most Provocative Tweets. (laughs) 
I went Uh-oh. through your timeline. Uh-oh. Yeah, I was hoping for some free agency hot takes or something like that. Oh, I don't tweet about football. That's that's <laughs> dumb. That's for the birds. Well, I do have your cereal tweet in here, so we'll we'll get into that from National Cereal Day a, a few weeks ago. But on March 15th, you wrote free agent Menzi. Am I right? M-E-H-S-N-Z-Y. Mm. Oh, that's, that's a good tweet. That is a good tweet. <laughs> Very provocative. Um, here's March 17th. Now this one, this one I like. Cardinals trading yes. for Raiders center Rodney Hudson. So you like that one. Yeah, because that, that was a follow-up to right before that in the day we had signed A.J. Green. And that was... Uh, we were a very divided office on on AJ Green coming into town. If it like, really? it's hard to spin AJ Green as positive of you. The the st- statistics. You're like, well, look at the beginning. You know, oh, he was getting all those air yards. He was receiving all, but look at all these uncatchable targets that AJ Green was receiving. You're like, okay, well, at a point, was it AJ Green's fault that these were not catchable targets? Because everyone else on the team seemed to be able to get open and do well with Joe Burrow, so that's uh, we were very pumped for Rodney Hudson. Hudson after AJ Green kind of left me uh, scratching my head. Out of the fantasy angle, though, if you just look at it from a Cardinals fan perspective, did you like the AJ Green signing, or was that no. what you were just talking about? No, yeah, I don't. I don't like it really for fantasy, and I don't like it for Arizona. Okay. I mean, look, he. He could still have it maybe if a year back after getting back into football shape. It could work out, but this this feels like a classic Arizona bring in in uh in old old veteran that doesn't work out. And we're we've taken our we're really taking our shot this year of bringing in veterans and hoping that they're all going to hit. I wish they would make Green like a big slot receiver. And, and yeah, he, but he's he's going to be outside, and Kirk right. will go in the slot. Yep. Well, Jamie, you're really you're not going to believe this one. Most provocative right. Mike Wright tweet. Uh, Ooh. He was he was giving his selections for four separate tiers of cereal. This mm. was a DraftKings yeah. tweet. It's national. <laughs> it's National Cereal Day. There's plenty of goodness to choose as long from. As not crackling open. No, and that didn't <laughs> even make the cut. But Smart. which cereals are making your tiers line up? So you have to pick one from each tier. I Personally, I think Mike got only one of these right. He got a 25%, but we'll see what Jamie thinks. Ooh. I'm going to guess the other 75 are right. No, no I don't think so. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, all right. So, Jamie, you, you can pick. I'll tell you what Mike picked after. Tier one is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Reese's Puffs, Lucky Charms, and Frosted Flakes. Which are, which are you picking there? I have been on a Frosted Flakes kick for uh, several several weeks now, so that would have been my selection. Okay, I think Mike got it right. Mike, what'd you pick? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was the first one when you when you said it. That was the one I was going to take until you got to Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I don't know how Reese's Puffs got in Tier 1, uh, but I think I like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch pick. I think most people would have gone with that. Tier 2, Fruit Loops, Rice Krispies, Honey Nut Cheerios, and Fruity Pebbles. Fruit Loops, Rice Krispies, Honey Nut Cheerios, Fruity Pebbles. Interesting that they went with Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles in this tier. Jamie, what would you pick? I had two bowls of Fruit Loops this morning. So. Wow, how much cereal My do you need, bro? My man. All right, so two votes for Fruit Loops. Both wrong. It was Honey Nut Cheerios was the right that answer. That would have been my oh. second choice. But that shouldn't be in the same tier, though. It's a tier above? No, it's tier below. Yeah. All right, tier three. Cocoa Puffs, Apple Jacks, Kicks, and Cap'n Crunch. Cocoa Puffs, Apple Jacks, Kicks, Cap'n Crunch. Mm. That's a good tier. Um, I'd probably go Apple Jacks. 
What did you? Oh, I went with kicks. Kicks. Yeah, uh, that I was. That was the debate in my head. I went with <laughs> kicks, and I I knew that the. I feel like the support for kicks is just it's not what it should be. It's it's very underrated. So this so is like, one I, of those. I, I love cereal. Apparently. I eat cereal every meal of the day, and my kids are very anti-cereal. Oh, except really? I can get them to eat kicks when it has the Paw Patrol kicks. Oh, so very nice. That that's the that's yeah, you want the Paw Patrol cereal. Oh, they will have the Paw Patrol cereal. Hey, look, we're we're talking cereal, and this is uh, you know hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, have you had Magic Spoon? No. Oh man, it is so it's, good. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's really? it's legit. It's okay. very very good, and it's not the same garbage that that other cereals made out of. Magic Spoon. Okay. This should be a sponsor though, because it's like ten dollars yep. a box. And I would love a free box. So, <laughs> and I I also would like to sponsor Magic Spoon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're just if we're raising our hands. <laughs> yeah, magic spoon for everyone. All right, so here's the thing about tier three: it was Cocoa Puffs, Apple Jacks, Kicks, and Cap'n Crunch. I've never had Kicks, and I what? I just thought like that was a terrible. Like they look like they're bad. So this is one of those things where I hated it without ever trying it. So I apologize they're, for that. They're sweet. They don't like look it's, sweet. It's a it's a corn puff and with a hint of sweetness on it. It's a yeah. picture of corn on the box. Like who wants to eat a look. vegetable for breakfast? Yeah, I get it. The the branding is not is not ideal when they're trying to <laughs> compete against you know the the frogs and the tigers all selling their right. cocaine cereals. But Kix is good. <laughs> all right, so uh, I think I would have gone with Apple. Uh, yeah, I probably would have gone with Apple Jacks there. And tier four, Raisin Bran, Frosted Mini Wheats, Corn Flakes. I mean, this is the most egregious pick from Mike. <laughs> Raisin Bran, Frosted Mini Wheats, Corn Flakes, and Cheerios. Uh, Jamie, of, of those four, which one can you absolutely not justify picking? Uh, say it again. Raisin Bran, Frosted Mini Wheats, Corn Flakes, Cheerios. Corn Flakes. No, Cheerios. Like, Cheerios are cardboard. It's <laughs> little circular <laughs> pieces of cardboard. Yeah, for, yeah, man, regular Cheerios. Yeah, that was your pick. Yeah. They're, Jamie, they're, Jamie they're, what is your They're apparently pick? good for your heart. I don't know. That's what they tell me. They have a little heart on the box. Yeah, I could buy it. <laughs> I, I would have gone Raisin Bran. Jamie, what do you got? Oh, uh, I probably would have gone Cheerios as well. Dude, Raisins are an abomination of uh, inhumanity for everything. Not just cereal, <laughs> cookies. Just anytime there's raisins involved, just pick it up, throw it in the garbage, and move on with your life. Adam eats raisins all the time, right? It's kind of a running joke that I'm raising awareness about how great they are. I eat them at least <laughs> so one. That's such a terrible joke. <laughs> at least one pack a day. I could eat. I think raisins what? could go with any food. Any food, add a raisin, <laughs> and it makes it better. Okay, are you are you the regular or the goldens? Regular. Not oh, crazy. Those raisins, he better be regular. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point at the, at the beginning of the pandemic oof, where I, you couldn't oof. buy anything where I said, like, I don't have enough toilet paper to continue my raisins habit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to free agency. Let's uh, grade the transaction for the player involved. Give it a grade. Ryan Fitzpatrick to Washington. So do you like it for the player? A, B, C, D, whatever you want to give oh. it. A plus. A plus. A plus. The dude was, we didn't know if he was going to retire. We didn't know if he was going to be a backup. And now he's like serviceable for fantasy. Jamie, you can give grades as well, please. Oh, A, for sure. Okay. Is he a top, going to be like a top 15 guy for you? Is he going to crack the top 15, Mike? Uh, I don't know if you can say that because there's, look, he has a habit of losing his job to backup quarterbacks. 
And so I can't guarantee that won't happen, but he is going to be like every week when you're giving your, your streaming quarterbacks of the week, the, the top of that list is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yes, okay. When you have to do any sort of a start sit scenario. He is the perfect guy. The oh, perfect Fitzpatrick guy. or this guy. Because yeah. he will. No, no. I'm saying like as, as you're writing a column or have to do those things because he won't be rostered enough that you have to say it's obvious. But it'll be right in that little gray area where you can say every week, you know what? How mm-hmm. much you guys are missing? You got to start Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's going to light up the Giants for four touchdowns this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, New Orleans gives new contracts to Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. A double grade here. Ooh. Uh, can I just say A and F? I But I don't know who gets which <laughs> report guard yet. <laughs> who do you want to see win it? Uh, Jameis Winston, but that is just purely selfish because I held him on my dynasty roster through, through the, the entire year, just going, I, this is a waste of a spot. And I really hope that Jameis turns into the starter for the saints. All right. I did the same thing on this, on (laughs) on a dynasty league that, so we did a, a dynasty startup in the office about five years ago or so. And Adam didn't want to take part in it, but he had to look at the results for the show. So he is on the team with me. We 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 shared okay. Um, but purely we just keep him on there, so he has to get all the alerts. Yeah, it's so annoying. so it's the only reason he's still on the roster. <laughs> it's so annoying. But every now and then, like I could, I could if I wanted to make trade offers for Jamie's team, things like that. You could, but our team is so good, including rostering Jameis Winston forever. I do think I changed the spelling of your name, and I don't think you realized. Um, oh, that's funny. You couldn't yeah. have. Yes, I could have. I did it. No, different different league. You did that for. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. funny. Are we moving on here? Let's go to Aaron Jones to Green Bay. You already said he's your winner, so we're going A there. Mm-hmm. Chris Carson to Seattle. It's another A. The I mean, it's it's not an A if you were holding out hope that that ETN or Najee Harris was gonna end up in wait, no. I'll take that back. Seattle's crazy. They might do something like that. <laughs> and that, that, oh, that would just be a heart attack. I'm sorry that I spoke that into the universe, everybody. But with everything that happened, the change of the offensive coordinator, giving Chris Carson the money, and I I congratulated him on the footballers, but I'm doing it again. Seventh round pick, get in the bag. Good for you, Chris Carson. Yeah, really great career so far, and happy to see him back in Seattle. Kenyon Drake to the Raiders, that's an F. <laughs> can I go F minus? You can go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Chris Godwin back to the Bucks. Whew. That one is tough. That's a, that's a TBD right now because who, like who's going to be the third guy? Are they just going to roll with Tyler? Are they going to try and bring AB back? So I'll I'll hedge a little bit. I'll give it a I'll give it a B. Jamie, I think it's an A. I mean, I think you know you, you've seen what he's done, uh, even with you know Antonio Brown still being a, a significant contributor down the stretch. And, and look. Mike Evans has battled some injuries lately, you know, so if he has to miss time, I think the targets will still be there, even with Gronk there. I think Brady knows what he has. I think Arians knows what he has. I think that's why they kept him. So um, it, it just feels like, you know, across the board, everybody that stayed is a winner. Mm-hmm. Everybody that left, you have some questions about. Well, Arians. there's there's one person who was forced to stay. I would not call him a winner right now. No, oh, A-Rob? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's next. Allen Robinson back to Chicago. What's your grade? Uh, free Allen Robinson is my <laughs> grade. Like, come on, man, get this guy a quarterback. Uh, I 
I guess Andy Dalton's maybe an upgrade over Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, so I'll give, and uh, he'll still get a bunch of targets and he'll still be very valuable for fantasy. So the, the grade, I'll keep it at a A minus. Jamie, good with that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. This one, gets, this is where it gets fun. Uh, Kenny Galladay to the Giants, Mike. Oh, man. Uh, I'll go with a, just I'll go with a C plus. Uh, I, I know the numbers speak kindly for Daniel Jones and uh, his his deep ball accuracy. He was one of the most accurate passers when when going twenty plus yards down the field. Like a, a very excellent pro football focus grade on those throws as well. So we we know that that match exists, but it remains to be seen. And it remains to be seen if Daniel Jones is going to be starting in two years. Okay, so C plus that was what yeah. Galladay, Jamie. Yeah, I was gonna say C. I mean, you know, like like we talked about, I, I think it's uh, it's one of those things where you're hopeful that Daniel Jones can maintain Galladay's value. That you know he gives him the chance to kind of do some of the same things that he did with Matthew Stafford, but you have to see it first, and I think that's the the unknown for it. So yeah, the hard great. part you have to you have to see it. You'll just have to jump in. You'll you'll have to decide if you're fine with the the draft ADP or not. And I don't. We haven't seen like. We haven't seen Daniel Jones with the true number one wide receiver. Does he right. does he go into force feed mode saying, oh, I know Kenny Galladay is going to come down with this, or does he just keep spreading the ball out because he has goodish players around him besides Kenny Galladay? There just hasn't been enough of a stretch for Daniel Jones, and this is the predicament for the Giants, as you're obviously well aware, Adam, of healthy Saquon, healthy receiving core, competent offensive line, Daniel Jones the starter. We just don't know what this whole puzzle will look like. Um, so, you know, it, it could be great. They could end up being the best team in the NFC East and keep that streak alive. There you go. Back to back winners. I never read this yesterday. We were talking about the giants offensive line yesterday, but this is from the New York post. Um, Andrew Thomas allowed the second most pressures in the NFL. Will Hernandez lost his starting job midway through last season. Didn't play in the finale. Nick Gates was the number 27 ranked center by pro football focus. Shane Lemieux was the NFL's lowest graded pass blocking guard. Matt Pert has one career start and Nate Solder allowed the third most sacks in the NFL when he last played in 2019. And that, by the way, this was written before they lost their best offensive lineman, Kevin Zeitler, to the Ravens. So it is a really you know young line. But really you know, bad. Superhero last year. than Gallman? Who? Gettleman. <laughs> oh, we got him with the. I mean, he, oh, how how has no one done like the Emperor Lightning over Gettleman's meme of of uh, making fun of us typing on our keyboards? <laughs> Computer folks. Uh, all right, so I'll I'll speed this segment up here. What do you like better? Who who do you rank higher? Curtis Samuel with Washington or Juju Smith Schuster back with Pittsburgh? Curtis. Jamie, who you got higher? I still have Juju, but I can certainly see Curtis being better. You know, I mean, you're, you're looking at clearly the Fitzpatrick factor and, and all the mouths to feed in Pittsburgh's offense. But as Pittsburgh loses defender by defender, we saw what that Cleveland playoff game looked like when Ben had to throw the ball 50 plus times. And their run game right now is a little bit suspect. So I wouldn't be surprised if Juju, like I said, the two outside numbers look good. 97 and nine. If we can get that yardage up just a little bit higher, Juju's going to have a good season. So hopefully that's where he uh, he ends up. Jamie, do you still have Juju as the number two wide receiver for fantasy on Pittsburgh? Uh, behind Deontay, yes. Okay. You have Claypool ahead of him. I got. I, yeah, I would rather in the draft. I just. I'd rather take the shot on. Yeah, I, I, Claypool I, I, taking a step. Can certainly see it. Just hear me out on this, though. 
Deontay Johnson, the Claypool, they're both very young, right? But none of them have, mm-hmm. have ever been as good as Juju Smith-Schuster. And I really wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being the best of the three. I don't think anybody would be that shocked, right? I can't imagine they're super, super far apart in the rankings. But I, the, I'm, the becoming, problem- I'm becoming a Juju guy right now. I feel like... I feel like people are going to be a little bit too low on him. We we might that certainly could happen, but the problem has just been the 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 increase of slot snaps. Like he is, yes. he's he's just he's devolved now into someone who could produce uh, both. And you know, like they put him in the slot, get him, you know, like some they put Julio Jones in the slot, we get excited. But if you say someone is permanently a slot wide receiver, they lose fantasy value and. Like Deontay is an elite separator. Chase Claypool is an athletic freak. Like Juju's, there was a reason why Juju's uh, hit his like all time high for snaps inside of the slot, and the and a I think a huge reason of he didn't find anybody who wanted to give him money because the NFL teams aren't going to overpay for a slot wide receiver. Yeah, he was so good. He was always a slot receiver, yeah. but not to the degree that he was last year. All right. Well, I mean, it, 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 this is more about Ben, I think, than anything else. You know, it's, it's a guy that doesn't want to stand back there and take hits and take chances down the field. So, you know, let's get the ball out quick, and that's where Juju lives. And what do you think about Will Fuller? How would you rank him with Curtis Samuel, Galladay, and Juju? Uh, I'd put him ahead of Juju. Man, he is... He is the toughest one for me. I was not impressed at all with Tua. I was not impressed with Tua's uh, desire to throw the ball uh, down the field. And I know that he had a couple. He had like some really good shots downfield that were dropped by his receiver. So it's it's nice to have Will Fuller there. And Fuller Fuller seems like the more uh, uh, um, what am I a a, a player that. Tua would like more than Devonte Parker. Of you know, Parker is doesn't Parker doesn't separate. You just have to throw the ball and hope that he's going to get it. Meanwhile, Tua's looking. He's a younger quarterback, so he's looking for the open receiver. And Will Fuller can be that guy. Uh, so I, th- I think that that match might be a little bit better. I think Will Fuller could easily step in and be the number one guy. And you're just hoping that there's enough volume there that that props him up. And you're also hoping that last year's uh, real breakout had nothing to do with his uh, decision to modify his body. It's just, it, you know, this is the seller's time for Will Fuller because they're still in the range, whether they stay at three or trade down, of adding another receiver. And so sure. if you're in a dynasty league right now, this is the time to be shopping Will Fuller to the people that are still excited about what he did last year. And hoping that he could be the number one in Miami and still produce at that level. Because Mike's right. This is the perfect guy for Tua for what his skill set is. You know, I mean, you think about what he was at Alabama, everybody was wide open, you know. And so right. Fuller, Fuller is going to give him those type of opportunities and hope he takes, you know, like we talked about Daniel Jones, you know, hopefully he takes the, the next step with better pieces around him. But if they add a Devontae Smith or a Waddle or, you know, uh, you know, Jamar Chase or any of those guys at the top of the draft, then this is terrible for Fuller. So you should be selling him and Parker now if you can. All right, we're going to take a break here on Fantasy Football today. When we come back, we'll talk about a few signings. Josh Reynolds to the Titans, Deshaun Jackson to the Rams, and uh, Fantasy Superlatives to finish off the show as well. So we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. 
The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Back here with Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers, Jamie Eisenberg of CBS, learning so much about Jamie today. He is a serial addict. And not only that, he's a he's an eight-year-old serial addict because he doesn't need any of the healthier, non-sugary cereals. I, oh, okay. <laughs> At least get the organic brand like I do, Jamie. Oh, no. wait. What are the organic Cheerios? They're just like O's. I don't know. From, you know, they're like an organic <laughs> cereal company that makes like an O shaped cereal. And you, that those are Cheerios, you know. But Jamie eats every, he eats a lot of cereal, never knew this. And he's, you know, he's like an eight year old kid. I'm probably going to have a bowl of cereal after this. What are you going to have? Why are you not going to have Golden Grams? Why have we not brought up Golden Grams once? I love once? Golden Grams. Yeah, they're the Love best. They're the, the Tom oh, Brady they're, of cereals. They're the best. I think they are. Yeah. They didn't make that DraftKings list. Ridiculous. Like Cheerios <laughs> was in tier four and Golden Grams yes. didn't even make it. Well, is tier one the best? I guess tier one's the best, right? <laughs> so that's the thing. Like it was yeah. a very inconsistent list because some Do of the you know tier how four. Tiers work? Yeah. <laughs> I said it out loud. Um, well, what was that in tier one? Out of your mouth. What was in tier one again? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, yeah, Cinnamon toast. that that deserved to be. I mean, Golden to be, to be fair, Fruit Loops should have been in Tier One because Fruit Loops is the best cereal of all time. That's yeah. what confused Are you go marshmallows, me. Or no marshmallows. I mean, I can go both, but I like the classic. I just like the I just like the Loops. Marshmallows, Same. Jamie, you're eight years old. Marshmallows. <laughs> That's what I had this morning. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, our news and notes. Tennessee signed Josh Reynolds, and the Rams signed Deshaun Jackson. Jamie, do either of these players have legit fantasy value? If the Titans are done, which I can't imagine they're done because of what they lost, but this is a good signing. You know, what I mean, this is a guy that we've talked about, you know, time and time again about if he got an opportunity, if he got set free, if he had a chance, you know, blah blah blah. Now he's got that opportunity, and he's been set free. It's just you know not a high volume passing offense, but um, you know, there's there's no Corey Davis, there's no John Smith. You know, you can. Tell me all you want to about Anthony Ferkser and the potential that he has. I don't care. There's still, you know, Adam Humphreys is gone as well. So they're not going to throw the ball a lot, but he he has a chance to, you know, I think get close to 70 receptions. And what he does with that, you know, could be could be fun. And the Texans signed Chris Conley. Mark Caballi of The Athletic says it's hard to imagine Benny Snell sitting atop the Steelers depth chart to start the season. So expect a move there for the Steelers in their backfield. And the Giants signed cornerback Adoree Jackson to a three-year 39 Million dollar deal. Get him man. Strikes again. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's you know, look, when you side. see somebody in your division sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, you build a secondary to stop Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I got to tell you about the Ion College Basketball Podcast. Now is the time to listen. Gary Parrish, Matt Norlander are going to continue to provide breakdowns and daily recaps as we enter the second weekend of the tournament. If you want the best March Madness analysis, subscribe to the Ion College Basketball Podcast anywhere you find this one. And we will finish up with our fantasy superlatives. All right. Most likely to be a bust, part one. Jamie, I'll give oh, you the first word. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, or Cheerio? Uh, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, or Saquon Barkley? Who's the most likely to be a bust? Oh, boy, man. Uh, I, I hate to say Alvin Kamara, but you know, you, you saw a small sample size of what it was with Taysom Hill and you know just the receptions going in the toilet. And so if that's going to happen again, it's going to be hard to justify taking him as high as he's going to be taken, especially in PPR. But you know, I, I'm I'm still going to take him there, but you know that's that's the one of the of the trio that you could see without injuries having a letdown or being a letdown. Okay, so you say Kamara most likely to be a bust. Henry Kamara or Barkley, Mike. Of those three, I'd say Barkley. Uh, just if the offense doesn't work, and you you ran through that offensive line, it's really good. And the the I don't remember the numbers. This was a couple years ago, but just breaking down Barkley of like he either ran the ball 60 yards or he was he was running the ball for about two yards a carry <laughs> and if that like at Barkley is a freak I mean we're playing a silly game right now of who busts of elite <laughs> running backs but if like the if that big play ability regresses at all because he's coming off the ACL then I would say him of those three Okay. I like that Mike has gotten in the spirit of just hating the Giants like everybody else when it comes to talking to you. <laughs> and, and hating the question. You know, it's a silly question. By the way, like, I just did a Google image for, of the word tier. And sometimes tier four is at the top. So, you know, like it goes one, two, three, four. So that could What's have your been source? Good <laughs> Google images. We have a fantasy football show. Why do we need to Google this? You know what you should do? Keep scrolling down because tears is what our listeners have right now after going through the explanation. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's go to our next one. Most likely to be a bus part two. Slightly less than elite running backs. Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor. Most likely to be a bus part two. Chubb, Elliott, Taylor. Jamie, go ahead. I guess it's probably Taylor just based on the uh, expectations of everyone expecting him to be as great as he was a year ago. Uh, bringing back Marlon Mack, if he's healthy, you know, we could see what this actually was supposed to look like last year. They did lose their left tackle. Carson Wentz was a disaster last year. So, you know, again, of those guys, Zeke, I don't think will be worse than he was a year ago, barring injury. And Chubb, you know, he, he managed to exceed, I think, some expectations with Kareem Hunt on the roster for a full season. So, uh, I'll go with uh, with John Till. Mike? And I would agree. It would, be, it would be Carson Wentz related. Mike, let me, quick sidebar. Tell me how you would deal with this. Jamie and I are doing a uh, fantasy baseball draft right now. And, oh, okay. crap. I just screwed up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, he is face palming. He is, is it worse than taking the pitcher that's elbows about to explode? I backed out too many picks. Oh, man. He took, okay, he took out Tuve. All right, good. We're all good. Um, So one of the fantasy managers who has the first pick, a few nights ago, and we're doing a slow draft, so it's taken okay. days, right? A few nights ago, he texted me about 1.45 in the morning and said he took the wrong player. 
So there was that. He said he fat fingered it and he he took the wrong player on the app. Just now, how, he texts, how long after the pick was the oops? I screwed something up. I don't know, but it was one forty-five in the morning. So I know the, the like nobody the guy who's picking after him wasn't going to pick. Uh, so it was fine. I backed it out. But now he okay. just texted me and said he got auto picked. So that is now two of his fir- three of his first five picks. He mm. he screwed up. Yeah, you know, what do mm. I do at this point? You know, I, I backed it out, but uh, I let him do it How again. How many picks but, did you back out? Well, I backed out his two, and then I actually ba- I backed out the one before him as well. So that was a mistake. But well, was what's the, the auto uh, pick? What's the timer? Eight hour? Three. Three hour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd back it out. Hopefully, it's just a series of unfortunate events. So. But there's, think, like, so there's certainly a three hour chunk where you could be on the clock and and. He's, not realize and get stuck doing something. He's one of our producers on CBS Sports HQ. So this is a crazy time for him with March Madness. It's true. And so give him a little bit of the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Yeah, right, but. all right. I shamed him on the air. I think that's <laughs> enough. All right, most likely to break out. But I didn't say Jack's name. That's the important thing. Most likely to break out. Mike, you can go first here. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Zelayer, or DeAndre Swift? Akers, Dobbins, Edwards-Zelayer, Swift. Most likely to break out. I, I like... I have a unhealthy uh, belief that Cam Akers is going to break out and be a stud. I think he's a good running back, and I think that his coach is really willing to give somebody it's an absolute monster workload that a, that a human being probably should not have in the NFL, <laughs> but he's willing to give it to him. Meanwhile, these other guys are uh, in, in real timeshare situations. Not that I dislike them, but I think Akers – at the end could be someone who's so 70 plus percent of the Rams opportunities at the running back position. And Jamie cosign. Yeah. All right. That's right. Most serial bros. (laughs) bros. Hey, we were Blake Jarwin bros last year too. And that's wrong. Oh no. (laughs) Wasn't a bad call again. Wasn't a bad call. Uh, most likely to bad, wish is a bad. Did you say it was a bad call? No, I said it wasn't. It wasn't a bad call. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's most likely to uh, to wish he were on a different team. Most likely to wish he were on a different team. Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, or Raheem Mostert. Uh, Mike, you can go Mostert, first. really? Well, you um, know, you never they never get to they never get that much work. They split all the time. Those Niners backs. That's fair. Uh, I will say most. I'll say Kenny Galladay. Just like if things start going bad in New York. That's I, I I don't know how human beings can handle that. <laughs> you're just getting assaulted, not just by New Yorkers, but you're also getting assaulted by all New York media because it's now your fault. And New Jersey people, too. Yeah. Jamie Galladay Robinson Mostert, most likely to wish he were on a different team. I just like that Mike's continuing the theme, hating on the Giants. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would go Robinson. You should have put uh, one of the Raiders running back there instead of, uh, instead of Mostert. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well... Okay, good call. Most likely to be drafted in the first two rounds in 2022. T. Higgins, Lamar Jackson, DJ Moore. T. Higgins, Lamar Jackson, DJ Moore. Jamie. Wait, 2022, like next year? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go Higgins. Uh, What was the last name? DJ Moore. Higgins, Lamar Jackson, DJ Moore. Yeah, most likely would it most likely would be T. Higgins, but DJ Moore, man. With with Curtis Samuel out of the way, DJ DJ Moore did, did anyone have a a quieter yet 
awesome year than DJ Moore in fantasy football. Well, but that's interesting. I, I want. I would love to know where he comes out on your consistency chart because that was the sure. issue with him. I can, yeah, know? I can, I can try and pull some some numbers I think up he for was, you. He was a victim of high expectations too. You know, I think that was part of it, is that everybody was in the industry was touting DJ Moore as this is going to be the year he blows up. And Robbie Anderson had the fast start, and then Curtis Samuel had the finish. And DJ Moore was just kind of a victim of you know, hey, he's good, but he just didn't live up to. Oh my God, he's good. Right, but in, I mean, in 15 games, he put up 1,200 yards. Oh, yeah. he was, he was, he was. It's always the touchdowns with him, though. I mean, that's yeah, the, only four. Yeah, well, that, when you that, think that, about this, if a team threw 33 touchdown passes, that wouldn't be that would be pretty reasonable this day and age in the NFL. And that's how many the Panthers have thrown in their last two seasons combined. And he has Ooh, yeah. that's a hot stat. And he has eight of them. So he's not catching a lot of touchdowns, but they've thrown. Like 17 and 16 touchdowns. I don't remember the breakdown, but thir- yeah, 17 in 2019, 16 in 2020. It's not, he's got like 25% of their, of their, uh, touchdowns basically. And, uh, it's just, they just don't throw enough. So, well, I hopefully mean, that can change. I, I, I think one thing that obviously changes that, and they're, you know, in the trade market for Deshaun Watson, not to overlook anything that's going on with him off the field, but if he's a member of the Carolina Panthers and everything is fine then DJ Moore could have that type of season that makes him a first-round pick in 2022. Or if they end up with, you know, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, which is going to be something that you're going to have to, you know, listen to for the next month, um, that could change things as well. You know, if he's if one of those guys elevates the offense and elevates DJ Moore as well. And nobody said Lamar Jackson. He's already been drafted in the second round, so it would just take him bouncing back. Maybe people would put him up that, in that stratosphere again. Well, see, we could have cheated and said, well, if this is a super flex league or two quarterback no. league, then it's easy. <laughs> that he's a first rounder. All right. Coach most likely to kick Jamie's ass if they ever got into, into a fight. <laughs> Robert, S- <laughs> Robert Sala, Dan Campbell, or Brian Flores? Like, who does Jamie do the worst against? Oh, man. Sala's an intense dude. Yeah, he really um, is. But, like, Campbell. Campbell has a real high T thing going on up in uh, up in Detroit. I mean, like we we were introduced to him back on the podcast. You know, like when in Miami when he took over, and he he, he took over his interim coach. Like I couldn't even remember his name, but I just knew that he was super buff. And I and I called him Guns Mahoney, and and like that is that caught on back then. So he on our show he is he is known as Guns Mahoney. So it just for my brand and his level of testosterone, I'll I'll go with I'll go with Campbell and the kneecap right. comment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's so, dirty, so, dirty fighter. So Mike, where this came from? Um, I watch games every Sunday with uh, Pete Prisco, who covers the NFL uh, for us. And by the way, he's a ASU grad, so he's uh, been out in your neck of the woods. Uh, All right, for, for some time. Loves Arizona. Um, and so Pete is a old school NFL guy, you know, very well connected around the league, but has some crazy thoughts every now and then when we're watching games, cause you know, it's long, long days. And uh, something came up about, you know, which coach would you rather fight or not want to fight? And this was uh, around Flores and, and, and Sala before okay. they were head coaches, but it's which one do you think you actually have a chance against? And so like the first mm. name that came to mind for me was Vic Fangio. And Pete was like, you know, he, he's, he's an old school guy. He'll, he'll kick your ass. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like you're looking for older, not as not the opposite of Dan Campbell, essentially is what you're, you know, looking at. And so 
Uh, which one do you think you actually would have a chance against if you're looking at an NFL coach? All the of all the coaches? Yeah. Uh, head coaches. Head coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think I could I could probably take Cliff. <laughs> I, I don't like I mean he's that's 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 Stop a, lying that's about Chase Edmonds. That's a handsome man. I don't know that he's been in many fights. Not that not that I've I've been in a grand total of zero fights in my life. <laughs> but I've watched plenty of jujitsu. <laughs> oh, so clearly watch, I could do, do it. Do you watch Cobra Kai, by the way? I don't. I've it's it's on the list of, of shows. It's hot I've, garbage. I've, I've, don't do it. It's it is hot it's garbage. Awful. It's, it's great. Okay, so I need to watch great. it. It's so bad. Oh my and I've rooted it for for like my wife because I've pointed out how bad it is and now she sees it and she's like, I can't wait she can't really watch Cobra Kai anymore because I pointed out all the badness of it. Yet as a child he had the crane kick poster in his <laughs> uh, in his bedroom. I've seen <laughs> Karate Kid many times. And by the way, Guns Mahoney how do you? That's obviously makes you think of Police Academy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because he he was Steve Gutenberg. I think was pretty ripped in, P, in Police Academy. So all right, just making sure he was. Well, that part I don't. remember. I feel like he was, and I watched it a few weeks ago, so I really should know this. I feel like he was a little. He ripped. makes Adam's list of uh, top ten most buff Jews. So yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, I am also on that list. <laughs> all right, that's Mike Wright of the Fantasy Footballers. <laughs> Just check out all their content. It's really outstanding. And the uh, 2021 Ultimate Draft Kit is available now on their website. And their podcast is awesome. They're award winners. Great guys. And we appreciate it. You can follow him at FFHitman on Twitter. Mike, thanks for stopping by. Oh, I was glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me again. Thanks, Mike. Jamie, uh, later, dude. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you later in the week on Fantasy Football Today. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 